0: This is the Janine Betts show. I invite you to join me on a journey where I help 100 women earn an income online. If you are stuck in corporate America and you're trying to figure out how you can fire your boss, then I invite you on this podcast where I will reveal the strategies on how you can create passive income and create a real legacy. In this episode I have the pleasure of interviewing Uma Vipat. Uma is an owner and she is all about holistic health and wellness. Really what's really cool about her ladies is her belief is that holistic therapy is essential to your health and wellness and metaphysical education is essential to your spiritual growth. Uma it is such a pleasure to have you tonight. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me Janine. I'm really excited to be here with you tonight.
0: Yay, likewise too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was wondering, can you
1: tell a little bit
0: more to the audience about your your background, how you got into this? I I think that'd be really valuable.
1: Absolutely. So I am the owner of Lotus Wellness Center. It's a metaphysical wellness center in Northern Virginia. I've been the owner for the past 10 years. And it's interesting how I became the owner because it wasn't really part of my path. Um, I went to college like everybody else. I got a bachelor's and a master's degree in healthcare management. I was working in the hospitals, you know, um, working for a psychiatrist, uh, you know, in private practice. So I was doing healthcare the traditional way, but I wasn't really into the metaphysical until I moved to Virginia from Florida and after I had my kids. And like most women who have kids, we tend to have like this life review of where am I going next in life. And the one thing I knew was that going on the track of healthcare was not going to work because being a mom to kids, um, you want to be home more with them, or you want to be more available to your kids. And that path was very strict. So I actually followed my intuition, and I really loved caring for people. And I wanted to do more caring in a more intimate way, so I actually became a licensed massage therapist. And it was in doing massage therapy for a couple of years that my intuitive and psychic abilities started to open up. And then I started to realize that there's more to healing than just physical touch. And that's how the birth of Lotus Wellness Center came about. So it was definitely not something that I just focused on and said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a Reiki healer. It was more like a progression, if you will. And it just kind of naturally progressed along the way. So, yeah
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive there there's there's so many uh this is this is an inspiring story Uma. honestly because there's so few women out there who have the ability to execute on their decisions. so it's from what you're saying to me it sounds like you know there was a progression to the journey but you just decided to do it like you opened it yes i'm a, wow <clears throat> sorry go ahead i'm please.
1: a firm believer. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in if you put your mind to it, you're going to get it done. So one Mm -hmm. of the things that really sticks people is like when they're trying to manifest, they feel they need to know the end outcome. And that's not true. You don't need to know the end outcome. But what you do need to know is the feeling of what you would like to feel like. So me at the time um, I was married, you know, so being a wife and a mother to two small children, what I was envisioning was the feeling of having enough income that supported me and allowing me to have more time to be available to my loved ones, to my kids, to be home on a Tuesday reading one of my books I love to read, you know, so I was envisioning that kind of process and I wasn't really thinking clearly about, well, if I, if I work here, I can work this many hours and make this much money and blah, blah, blah. I was just focusing more on the feeling and that's how spirit worked with me into bringing me into actually what is, I'm really gold at, you know, which is psychic, intuitive, healing abilities, so yeah, that's, that's how it progressed.
0: That is awesome. It, it sounds like you have a very strong sense of self. Um, you, you really, it seems like you really know yourself. Am I reading that right?
1: Absolutely. You have to know yourself in this world because, you know, there's this old saying, if you stand for nothing, you will fall for everything. <laughs> and- I think that is so, you know, applicable today because the thing is, is there's so many people or companies or businesses or whoever just wanting to change your mind all the time. And you have to sometimes put your foot down and say, no, this is who I am. This is what I want. You know, even if half the time you don't know what you want, but you do know what you're looking forward to, what kind of life you want, and that you can hold firm to.
0: it it, that's so well said um you know i I meet a lot of entrepreneurs who are who are men in my networking circles and for them it's never Mm -hmm. a question of of why they need their why or or how they went about executing they just did it the funny thing is when i talk to a lot of women entrepreneurs there's so many more blocks for women there's a lack of execution can you talk to i'm curious because you know the the type of industry that you're in can you talk a little bit more about the limiting beliefs, why you find it's, it's more prevalent around women? I'm, I'm really curious to get your, your thoughts and experience on that.
1: Well, the first thing is on a general whole in, in all different careers, the one block that women have is that they buy into this idea that I'm a woman and it's not equal in the real world. And I've never... Never come across that, you know. Um, I am a colored woman. I'm a West Indian, so I'm, you know, Indian ethnicity from Guyana, South America. I am a woman, but I've never had those things stop me because I didn't see myself that way, you know. And when I meet women, especially women of minorities, they tend to hold to that and say, "Well, this is who I am, and because of this, I can't go further." And it doesn't just apply to minority women, it applies to you know, white women as well. Well, I can't go so far because I'm a woman. And we have to stop that. We are human beings and we all have a drive and we all have a say, we all have a dream and you just need to stick to that dream. It doesn't matter what you look like on the outside or what you were born into. What matters though is your drive. In particular to my line of work, Um, it's interesting. I don't see women in particular suffering in my line of work, but I do see men and women because the biggest thing that they're fighting is that the healing work should be done for free. And we do get people that pretty much want us to spend the time working on them, you know, an hour, two hours, whatnot, and then not get paid for it because they feel that your spiritual abilities are gifts from God. And then therefore it should be free and you shouldn't charge for it.
0: Oh, so
1: that's a big, block, yeah, in, in this industry that I see. And then you notice that with the healers or the readers by the way they charge, they tend to be um, almost afraid to ask for payment.
0: Ah, interesting. So do you find that in your industry, there, there are lots of professionals who undervalue
1: their services then? Absolutely, they really do, because oh I'm one of the few people that charge a high rate. And I'm not charging a high rate just to be, you know, like a nuisance. (laughs) I've, you know, I've done 10 years in this and I'm close to saying I have worked on 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I have the expertise, the knowledge, the know-how, and I feel comfortable charging what I charge. And there's a lot of people in my area that don't charge that. They, You know, in fact, there is a woman that I know really well. She's been doing this a lot longer than me and she charges less than me. And she really has a block about it because she says, I just, I just can't bring myself to that. And I said, that's fine. You know, I'm not gonna force you. I do feel you should charge more, but I'm not gonna force you to do that. At the end of the day, it's what makes you, feels com- what makes you feel comfortable. But I do notice there's a lot of people that don't charge what they should be charging.
0: It's, it's very um, intuitive of you to recognize that of yourself. There, there's a common saying in, mar- in the marketing world of um, if you can't be the cheapest, you're not going to win anything by being the second most expensive. <laughs> so you might the second cheapest. So you might as well be the most expensive the, the race to the bottom. You know, when you think of the Amazons of the world, when you think of how so many things are commoditized. Yes. Um, so I agree with your approach and I actually, I applaud you for it because I am of the same mindset. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not cheap either. You to people.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good. I always tell entrepreneurs, because I do a lot of business coaching for, you know, young startups and entrepreneurs, and it doesn't oh, have cool. to be in my field. I, I mostly work with spiritual entrepreneurs. It doesn't have to be in my field, though. It's just I work with a lot of people. And I always tell them, when you have different products or different services, you know, what I do is I charge for my time. Mm -hmm. So whether you came to me for a Reiki session or an intuitive reading or reflexology or life coaching, it doesn't matter what you come to me for because I'm not charging you for that particular modality. I'm charging you for my time. And to me, that makes it easier because in the line of work that I do, people can disagree with you. Of course, if someone comes to you for a reading about this guy that she's completely crazy about and all the cards are saying this is not going to work out. Understandably, she's going to be upset, right? And the first thing they're going to want to say is, well, I want my money back. Well, your money isn't paid for me to just go along and pump you up and say what you want to hear. You're paying me for my time. Mm -hmm. I think that would help a lot of entrepreneurs if they can start doing that and say, you know, you're not paying me for the work. You're paying me for the time that I'm spending with you, whether you like it or not, because that can't be recovered, right?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You're, you're right. Time is the most precious commodity that we have as entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Um, I'm curious to, Uma, in your business practice and the services that you offer, are there components that you have automated so that they come in as passive income?
1: Yeah, I am, I am part of MLM marketing with essential oils because you know oils to me are just a big part of my life. Yep. So I do have a team. I've spent the time to create my team that's working it as a business, whereas I can actually create passive income. But I've also written books that I've self-published on Amazon and then also have been published, published through Balboa Press Publishing. And then what happens is is for the classes that I teach, those books are required. So then people can go ahead and buy those books, but then also to people that just get to know me when I do speeches or talks or whatever, they Google me, they find me in the books and they can go ahead and buy the books as well. So that's also automated. Um, we had an online mentorship program that I started this year, which was really cool because I'm able to do things now virtually and then get paid every month for it. So that was really good. So automation to me is like the next, the next level. I am like a brick and mortar business, but I've started moving into automation and it's making my life so much more easier because my material is out there and people can grab it, access it, just pay a small fee for it. And it's been working out really well.
0: I'm so excited to hear you say that. Like, ladies, if you're listening to what Uma <laughs> just said, come on. <laughs> like, if you want to make passive income part of your business, which you should, because you're going to charge less for your time and sense of you're not going to need to do so much of your own time. And if people want to use, like, have time from you, it's going to be at a premium. Yes. Um, not like the fact that you've self-published. Very, very smart. It's what a lot of people in MLM have done. Um, and yeah, like you... It sounds like the network marketing business you chose is totally in alignment with how you run your practice in the first place. So, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. That is awesome. So ladies, you don't have to worry. Like you don't have to live in Northern Virginia to get access to UMA's valuable information.
1: (laughs) Oh no. I have clients all around the world. They call me, you know, whenever they're going through something, they want an intuitive reading. Um, they, They follow me on YouTube, you know, and the funny thing is, is like once you start living this lifestyle of having, you know, abundance and income, it then makes it easier for you to give back. And I do that because I have a YouTube channel and I post a lot of videos on there. They're all free. I post free readings. I sometimes do free meditations. You know, it's like, it's not about so much about the bottom dollar and being the money. It's about enjoying what you do for work. So once I've reached my level of comfort, which I have, you know, um, in 10 years in doing this, you're not struggling for money. So it's easier to pour from a full cup, right? So my cup is full. I have abundance. And now it's easier for me to give back to the community in forms of like free meditation, free classes, free videos. Um, you know, so there's you can definitely be in touch with me on social media. I'm there. (laughs) I'm so there.
0: (laughs) And ladies, don't worry. We're gonna put I'm gonna post all of those links below so you have access to Uma (laughs) 247.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs>
0: oh, no, absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you too, when it comes to, you know, women who do have those lim- limiting beliefs or those blocks today, what three things would you recommend or, or tell them who are listening to this podcast that they can do to start to move forward in their business, in their journey, in their health?
1: So three things I would tell them, like if they're having blocks, right? Yes, yes. Um, I would... <laughs> I would say, first of all, get somebody to help you, because that's, to me, where a lot of people hit a downfall, is they start their businesses, they're hitting the blocks, and they're assuming from their current mindset that they can solve whatever problem they're in. Well, that doesn't work, though, because if your current mindset could solve it, you would have solved it already it's always important to get a coach or a mentor. I have my own business coaches. I have my own financial coaches. I have my own mentors that I work with. So when I hit my blocks, I'm able to turn to them and say, this is what I'm experiencing. Can you explain this to me, what is happening? Um, Of course it costs a, a, a penny or two. And for some of them, they cost a pretty penny. But the mindset should be, I am happy to pay this person for their expertise. They're clearly doing it, I want to do it. If they've done it, then they can show me the way how to do it, right? So that's the one thing is I would say definitely try to get with somebody who can help you. The other thing I would say is create multiple streams of income because if you're hitting a block in your main job per se, and it's just not going anywhere, no matter what you do, it's nice to know that you have another source of income bringing you in money because sometimes the truth of entrepreneurship is that you do need to take a break. Sometimes you do need to kind of, you know, put put the pedal on and say, all right, this is not really working out the way I thought it was going to work out. So I need to take a step back. I know for me, I actually know the seasons of my classes because like I said, I'm a teacher. I teach about 20 to 30 classes a month. And I know the period of time when my classes are slow. I know the period of time when it picks up again. So the times when it's slow, that's when I'm doing retreats. That's another form of income that I have coming in is doing actual retreats. So I plan my retreats around my slow teaching times, you know, so it's good to have multiple sources of incomes. Um, The other thing I would say is be consistent and plan your work because when you're hitting things in your life, the natural tendency that you want to do is shut down and just not do anything. You just kind of want to sit on the couch, Netflix and chill, right? Have snacks, Netflix and chill, (laughs) Um, right? I mean, like who doesn't want to do that? But that's the time when you say, okay, I'm not getting any clients, my products aren't selling, my services aren't going anywhere. You know what? This is a time I can go ahead and map out all my social media posting for the next month. This is the time I could write my blog. This is the time I can do some advertising or I can do some just accounting or something on the back end. But what I firmly believe is that you should always be working your business every day. You don't have to be working your business every minute of the day, but If you're having a day when you're in a downturn, in a down spiral, don't, don't go, don't let the day go without at least spending an hour doing something for your business. You should do something for your business and then go back to Netflixing and chill on the couch. (laughs)
0: I like that. That's, that's very balanced. Um, and I I will hardly agree. Multiple streams of income is where it's at. It's, it's, um, it boggles my mind, Uma, when I see people not only living paycheck to paycheck, but just relying on their job to
1: support their life. Um, I can't go back to it. I really can't. And It's like when I see people that become an entrepreneur, I get always so excited. And then when I see them leave entrepreneurship and go back Mm -hmm. to working, I was like, it's almost like a piece of me dies because I know that they must've hit a really hard wall to say, I can't do this anymore. And what I would suggest to those people is, you know, when you hit that wall, you have gurus out there like Janine, like myself that have done it, that you can just call and, and book us for a session and say, Hey, where do I go from here? You know, if you're about to toss it in, what's another, you know, payment to a professional to help you. If you're about to toss it in, you might as well give it one last shot.
0: Well said. I agree. <laughs> um, you know, you, I was curious when it comes to like, like 10 years as an entrepreneur is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of people that I've had the opportunity with yet that have had that, that type of experience. Um, when you look back over your journey, your experience, Is there a time that you fell down uh, that you'd be willing to share and and what you learned from it?
1: Oh my God, many times (laughs) in (laughs) 10 years. (laughs) Like you you fall down every other year or something. Um, I, because I'm so good at what I do in my area, I have had the unfortunate experience where people say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So I've had the unfortunate experience of people copying my work. I've had people come to my classes, take my handouts, and then go on to reteach what I'm doing exactly the way it was. I've had people um, actually steal things from me. I've had people um, copy my name, you know. And it can be, yeah, it can be quite defeating. Yeah. You know, and I remember, so there's this thing, there's this website, I don't know if you know, Jean, called Meetup, meetup meetup.com. Yes, yep, very familiar Yeah, so I have a a group on there. It's called the Lotus and the Light. But that was like a really hard time for me because back in the day when I was just starting out and and just putting my classes up, I was getting a good group of people coming. And this is when I had my business at my house. So I didn't have like a center. So I just had a small, you know, my basement, people were coming, doing yoga classes, meditation, stuff like that. Uh, It was a very small affair, but it was fun. It was lovely for me. And I will never forget this. um, At the time... My group used to be called Manassas Yoga, Reiki, and Meditation, because that's all I did. I did yoga classes, I taught Reiki, and then I held meditation classes. So it was called Manassas Yoga, Reiki, and Meditation. Well, they had this girl um, who actually ended up becoming a friend later on, but at that time, she moved in to my neighborhood about five minutes from where I lived, and then she put up a made-up group, and she called it Manassas Reiki and Meditation, <laughs> So it didn't have the yoga because she wasn't a yoga teacher, but it was literally my name. A lot of my clients were confused because they were signing up for her events, thinking it was me, and then they would go, and of course it wasn't me, it was her, and they were very confused. I was very upset. I felt very troubled by it, but you know what? And I, I started to lose a lot of people because she was literally right down the street from me, right? So I started to lose a lot of people that went to her. So what I did was I I meditated on it and I said, in my meditation, I just said, I am not here to compete with anyone. I am here to shine. And immediately I got the name, the Lotus and the Light, because my emblem for my business, you know, Lotus Wellness Center is the Lotus. Mm -hmm. And that was what was born was when I connected in with my inner self, with my guides, with spirit. And I went there in a place of love, not judgment or hate. I just went there in a place of love. I said, "I'm, I'm not here to compete. I'm here to shine. And that's what came out, The Lotus and the Light. I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to change the name of my business to The Lotus and the Light. Well, fast forward years later, that girl is no longer here. She's completely like given up on her group. It's gone. Um, so technically, I could have gone back to my old name. But why would I? Because what happened was, the funny thing was, the energy of The Lotus and the Light just catapulted. So now, not only is my group thriving, we have over 2,300 members in my group that come to classes. Wow. And I am the largest meetup group in the DMV area for metaphysical studies. So that was a hard time for me. When I had competition in the area, everybody was trying to you know, copy me and do what I was doing. Um, I didn't allow it to defeat me. I just went in and I said, I'm still here too. I still want to do my part. What can I do? And I just had to make a little five-degree shift. And that was enough to make me get back up on my, my feet again.
0: That is so inspiring. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Like, what
0: I'm hearing, there's, there's a golden nugget, too, that, that that wasn't necessarily expressed. But it sounds like you got even more targeted. It, sounded, it sounds like you almost niched down and became even more experienced, more targeted in what you offered. So the competition became irrelevant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I still get that to this day because I recently had somebody who wanted to work at my studio um, because I, nobody is allowed to teach what I teach at my studio. There's no sense for it. I, this is what I teach. And um, I had this woman that joined me at my studio that was, she's doing really well. She's, you know, abundant, she's flowing and everything else. But she asked me recently, well, you know, I know you want to go on the road more to go around the U.S. and teach and stuff. What about your classes here at Lotus? Would you give them up? And I said, no, I enjoy teaching what I teach. There's so many modalities out there that you can teach on. Please find them. And in fact, if you want to teach what I teach, that's fine. Go get certified, but you won't be able to teach it at my center because this is my center and this is what I want to do. And that's why I feel with entrepreneurs, you really have to make your stand about who you are and what you want to do. You're, you're here to help people, of course. I'm helping a lot of new entrepreneurs at my studio get their feet in the water and get wet and get them some exposure. But I'm very clear with them about what I want and what I don't want, you know? And you can get a bad rep in the neighborhood for that. That's fine. That's sure, people can say you're being small-minded, but I'm not. I help so many people, but I'm very clear about where I work and, and like you said, my niche. This is what I enjoy doing and I want to keep doing it for as long as I want to until I feel ready to give it up.
0: Yes, I, I. You know what? The was it Frank Kern that said, "If you haven't ticked somebody off by twelve
1: o'clock, you aren't marketing hard enough." So, <laughs> yeah, are going to something similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard something similar. Like, um, I can't remember if it was Stephen Covey or somebody else. Another leadership name. <laughs> yeah, or I think it might have been Gary too, Gary check or something. But oh, Virduechek, yeah. That. <laughs> Vandercheck, somebody had said you know if you haven't um if you don't have any haters you're not doing it right <laughs> you yes. know and i yep. just was like well <laughs> I'm doing it plenty
0: right <laughs> that's right you go girl <laughs> um i i know we only have time for like two more questions so the first one i wanted to ask you is what accomplishment are you most proud of
1: what accomplishment am i proud of um most proud
0: of yeah
1: most proud of Well, it's a tie. It's a tie for two. Can I give two? Of course. Because it's really a tie. It's the book that I wrote, The Awakened Life, that's published by Balboa. It's funny. When I wrote it, I was woken up at three o'clock in the morning by Spirit, you know, and what I heard, this was a long time ago. This was back in 2012. And they said, the world is going to come to a place where it's going to get really crazy. And people aren't going to know if they're up, down, all around. They really need to trust their intuition. That's the way we speak to people. And I got up at three o'clock in the morning and I wrote, I started writing from 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. And that was the book that was born out of that writing from 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. It was called The Awakened Life. I published it on my own because I didn't really care about getting any name brand or anything like that. I just felt, according to spirit, somebody needed to hear this, right? And when I wrote it, in my introduction, it says, if there's one person who reads this book and says, I feel like you're talking to me, Uma then my work here is done. It makes me feel complete. Then it was a good job. You know what spirit arranged for me with that? I got many people who read the book and said, I feel like you wrote this book just for me. But the very first person to reach out to me to say that was a woman from England. And she said, I just was up late one night, distressed, saw your book, bought it, read it immediately. And I feel like you wrote this book for me and I just wanted you to know. And I thought that was so sweet that, and after that I got, yeah, hundreds of people telling me after that that I, I, they felt I wrote it for them. So that was to me a big, one of my biggest accomplishments. The other one would be my intuitive mentorship program because I have now certified hundreds of people um, through it. It's an eight month program, they've gone through it, and they have gone on to become professional healers, open their own centers, um, become like the medicine woman or you know, man or woman in their families, healing their families but I can just see the outpouring of healing and love and messages coming out of people now as a result of who took my, my course. And that makes me feel very happy. It makes me feel like I've contributed to humanity in some small way, my own small way. And I feel like I can rest when I do decide to go to the other side that I've done some work here. That was meaningful.
0: You're, you're helping to make the world a better place. That is very, admirable. I feel so. <laughs> I love it. That, that's very, noble. very noble. <laughs> um, Last question for you, and it's, it's more of a forward-thinking question. When you look at your business five years, ten years from now, what mm-hmm. vision do you have for yourself?
1: Oh, complete expansion. So right now I have a wellness center yep. that I intend to take across the U.S. to franchise it out. I intend to open a church because I am on the spiritualist path. I'm in a ministry program to become a minister, a spiritual minister, so I intend to open a church called aptly the lotus and the light spiritualist center and i hope to also open um like a shop you know like um, a bookstore crystal shop um also called the lotus shop as well so i do see a lot of expansion coming not just in manassas but across the u.s as well because the one thing that that i have taken away from my work is that people find me people are lonely And, you know, when we're in high school, we have our friends. When we're in college, we have the clubs, right? But when you leave college and high school, there's nowhere for people to just get together and feel good about themselves. And Lotus has become that in our community. So I want to create something like a Lotus um, Wellness Center in every community so that the people that are feeling lost or scared or lonely or tired or fed up, they can have a place to go, have some tea, have a book club meeting or whatever, and just feel okay again.
0: I love it. <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you for being on the show today, Uma. It was a
1: pleasure speaking with you. Oh, Janine, I really am so happy that you asked me to be on it. I'm really touched. Thank you so much for this.
0: Oh, thank you. And ladies, you, I'm going to be posting Uma's links down below, but you can also go to lotuswellnesscenter.net. And I'm also going to be posting her YouTube channel so you can get some, some free goodies as, as well. Oh, that's
1: awesome. Thank you so
0: much. Awesome.
1: Thanks so much for listening to
0: today's episode. If you enjoyed it and want to learn more strategies on how to do affiliate marketing or network marketing, really how to build passive income online, then join my free Facebook group, Fire Your Boss with Janine Betts. I will see you there.